we really appreciate it. We're very shocked that it, it went this far. So anyway, don't know much more to say than that. That was the voice of one half of owner-operator team Allen and Sandy Smith, leased to national carriers and with a home base in West Virginia. Reacting to the reality, the pair were one of the three owner-operator finalists in the Overdrive and TCA co-produced Owner-Operator of the Year Award program. I'm Todd Dills, as usual, your host for this edition of Overdrive Radio, and today we'll hear from all three of the competing nominees, including award finalist five-timer Glenn Horak. I made four trips around the parking lot in this truck and been on my own ever since. Iowa-based owner-operator Gene Houchin. I hauled some swing beat. That was kind of like hauling cattle, I thought. And to start us off on the journey through three owners' origin stories in trucking, and so much more, of course, Alan and Sandy Smith. Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole, who spoke with all the finalists, you'll hear in what follows, too. That's just on the other side of a quick break with word from First Guard, Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. My father was a not an over-the-road trucker. He tried it for about a week, I think it was. <laughs> and he couldn't figure out why anybody wanted to live in a truck. But anyway, he hauled coal when I was just a kid uh, for several years. And I don't know, I just, you know, I just always liked trucks. And uh, then as I got older, you know, the, the over-the-road seemed to... He just had a little more pizzazz to it, I guess, <laughs> it seemed like it was when I was younger. So that's, that's kind of how it got started. And of course, when we got married, you know, she, she had never been around trucks or anything. And, uh, but she knew that was, you know, a passion of mine. Uh, and she was, she was willing to go along, do whatever she could to, to help me. And I mean, she, she's been the backbone of it the whole way. That would be Sandy Smith, one half of the team of Allen and Sandy Smith, leased to national carriers. And yes, Sandy does drive as well, though less these days than in years past. I drive him crazy, drive him so off. And as far as my getting started in it, it was Allen loved trucks and Sandy loved Allen. So that was it, you know. I mean, just he, he was a little boy, that's what he wanted to do. And when. Matter of fact, when he asked me to marry him, he didn't say, will you marry me? He said, will you wear this? He had an engagement ring there. And I'm like, no, because I knew he'd been saving for a truck. Of course, being the big spender that he was, he wasn't going to buy a truck with that diamond ring, let me tell you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I did wear the ring till I outgrew it. And then, uh, but like I said, when it was a, been an adventure. It's been exciting, even yet. I'm always wanting to go down some road that's unexplored. I'm like, that, name's got cold, that road's got my name on it. So, but that's trucking. Like the little road. As I get older, I like the big road. She just wants to see something. I tell her, 
all the time. That I mean, well, especially where we're on a two lane somewhere she hadn't been. I mean, I'll look over there and her little head just going back and forth, just trying to consume it. And I, yeah, I tease her. I used to tease her quite a bit. I said, well, let's put grease plugs in your neck. <laughs> some of the roads that used to be two lanes, we got some interstates we didn't used to have years ago, too. Four lanes right. that used to be two, two lanes. Well, we're Oak Hill, West Virginia. Of course, I guess you probably got record of that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, is that where both of you grew up or just kind of where yeah, you landed? I, we were no, we were both born here, uh, and actually, uh, well, I went to grade school and middle school at a different school than what she did. But then we both went to high school together, and uh, actually, we didn't even start dating till a couple years after high school. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 homegrown right here from beginning to end, and so that's that's how it's been. But just right after I got a driver's license, I started okay. driving for my father. Uh, you know, it was small scale. It was just a little single axle. Uh, but actually, I started driving over the road in 1982, the July of 1982. We, we got married in uh, November of 1980. So, yes, we were, we were there at the same time. He went, I went. He, she got... Uh, after about 1992, I think yeah. it was. 93. 93, she, she got diagnosed with Lyme disease, okay. and she had to come off and, and take treatment. And uh, so, in fact, she kind of teased me, or I teased her all the time. She told me she was going to take a 30-day leave of absence, and I think 20 years, she stayed off the truck for 20 years. Well, <laughs> it took a, over a year for the treatment, but then... He would come home, and at that point, I mean, the gate was open, the fridge was turned on and cold, the heat was on the house, the water was hot. You know, mm -hmm. when we left, we took everything off because we were gone for so long, and we just were never home long, even when we did pass through. So it just got pretty convenient for both of us, and I, I love being a homemaker. I've been doing it for 40, but she, she's been with me for about 20 of it as far as side by side. Yeah, never true team. No, we've never, I mean, you know, we're listed as a team, but we've never wanted to run team per se as far as, you know, a five, six thousand mile week. Uh, it's just, you know, we just wanted to have the the grace. If we wanted to do a little more, we could. And, I mean, we've never even, if, as far as with national, you know, they, they got us listed as a team, but all my driver managers have always known that, you know, I'm virtually just a, uh, you might call it a strong single. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much signals that how good a relationship we have. I mean, I mean, you know, if you can be cooped up with somebody inside of a cab of a truck seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and, and living in West Virginia is not a good place to live for a national carrier. It's just, it's you know, and that's not their fault, uh, and it's not my fault either because it's home but i mean it's something we accept and we just kind of work with each other you know to make it work and so virtually to make it work uh you know we stay out a little longer than probably most of your otr drivers i mean as a normal rule we stay out around five weeks and if we have to six weeks before we slip through home so i mean you know we're together 24 7 for five weeks at a time and to me, it just kind of just shows how good a relationship you have if you can be with somebody that much. <laughs> we, we weren't blessed with, with children. So, 
you know, that, that's a whole different ball game. You know, if we'd had kids, it would have been altogether different. Right. I'm, I just turned six million with National January the first uh, of this year, and I and I'm just estimating now because I, I trucked for five years before I come to National, uh, and I'm going to say it's real. It's between six point six and six point seven for the career. It's mostly my miles. Okay. Uh, you know. I just fill in the little gaps. Yeah, she fills in the, the gaps. <laughs> just, We're not fast drivers. We've never been a fast driver. To me, it, I mean, there's been times that I've run faster than I normally run because I got into a situation where I got hung up and the customer's going to go home at 3 o'clock. And if I don't get there by quarter to 3, they're going to make me set up the next day. And, I mean, you know, in situations like that, you know, I'll catch myself doing a little more than I normally do, but I just get really stressed out when I get in them situations. But right. I'm pretty, you know, a 62 to 65 mile an hour driver, cruise, and you know, just uh, just just let things go. But I mean, when when you talk 70, 75 mile an hour, my stress level gets way up there. Well, always teasing. We really just have to wash the left side of the truck because that's really all anybody sees of us as they pass us. Left side. <laughs> There you go. And so you guys have been with uh, with National for for thirty four more than thirty four years now. You know what is it? You know you said the, the geographically it's not the best fit. So you know what is it about your relationship with them that um, you know that's kept you with them all these years? It was the people. Uh, I mean, especially back in the younger days. Uh, I mean, they're just. I mean, they were always willing to to meet you halfway. Uh, you know, and you, you were the new kids. We were kids, and we were kids, new kids on the block. I mean, when I come to work there, I was twenty, I guess twenty seven, twenty eight yeah. years old, and of course I was green. I'd never pulled a, uh, never pulled a reefer in my life. I'd always just pulled a dry box, and I'd never run around a scale <laughs> in my <laughs> life. And you know, it, it was of course they were back then. I mean, it's a whole different world now. And, of course, they had a lot of people, you know, that were there 8, 10, 15 years at that time, you know. And and they were good. And it was – it was I know everybody wants to say this, but it really was. It was kind of like a family thing back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just kind of took you under your arm and, you know, oh, this is what you do and this is this is how you do it. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was just a whole different world for me. And uh, – in fact, the very first meat load we hauled, I was supposed to have a three-day delivery, and before I left the plant, they changed it and wanted it, wanted it up there in two days. And uh, when we got there, I looked over at Sandy, and I'm like, I don't know if we made the right decision or not. <laughs> <laughs> we were the, we were young compared to most all the other drivers. It was like, you know, they they mentored us to a degree. You know, they were helpful, and, and we used to – it was nothing for – eight or nine of us to run together across as long as we could keep up. We didn't run too long with them because they all would run, you know, the speed limit. A lot faster than than we did. (laughs) And, you know, but for a while we would, and and people used to run CB radios back then. Now it seems like nobody, unless they're listening at a a traffic (laughs) and they sit for them back and forth. But but used to, you know, and it was, I mean, our safety director had a rule. If you saw another national or another critter on the side of the road, you'd be fired if you passed him and you didn't stop to see what the problem was. I mean, it was like 
we're all in it together for sure back then. Oh, we would meet up at a truck stop, and there would be five or six of us. And one guy would have a, a load that was overloaded. Uh, you know, he was overgross or something. Well, another guy's truck would be a little lighter than what he is, and it wasn't nothing for everybody to, you know, they'd drop trailers, switch trucks, get past the scale, go down the road, <laughs> and do it all again, you know. Right. And, and, of course, it's unheard of now. But it, it was it was a different era. I mean, it's there's a lot of that I don't miss, but there's a lot of it I do miss. Yeah. Next up, you'll hear the voice of owner-operator Gene Houchin, leased with a red and white aerodynamic 2015 Peterbilt 579 to Midwest Express. The owner-operator got his start moving grain locally in Iowa, learning the ropes with a two-stick transmission in a 1972 Kenworth. Story he tells here. I started, believe it or not, in 73. And my wife still has my original log stuff somewhere. She found it one day and she kept it. And a gentleman named Dwayne West out of Farragut, Iowa, watched me. I had, I was going to college for uh, aviation and I wanted to be a mechanic on, on plane. And my, I'd had ulcers when I was young. And they started bleeding it real bad. And I will, when I got to the hospital, I was 3.2 on my blood level. And then, of course, they gave me blood, and then they operated to 55% of my stomach. And uh, so with the rules and regulations, I was working. Couldn't, Mom and Dad couldn't afford it and stuff like that. I couldn't. So I was working for an elevator. I run the feed truck. One of the guys there, he took it. Uh, Long story short, he took it. He says, I want to have coffee. Would you load my truck? And I said, sure. So he told me what to do. So I loaded it. He'd come out and get it. He says, well, just start bringing it back here and put it on that, on here. And I said, I don't want to do it. He said, you will. If I go take the trucks, I'd take them out there, him and his brother's trucks. And the guys got to watch it. The elevator was one of those optical illusions. Where when you had you had to back into the elevator to take some off or add a little more. There was a bank that went down. It looked like the back of the trailer went inside that elevator, inside that door. These guys have been fighting it. I come in with a with a uh, with the feed truck one day, and uh, <laughs> the manager goes, "You got there, back the truck in, and it drives forty five minutes to get back to you." <laughs> All right, I'll ask him. So I went out. Ask him if I can help him. And he says, well, can you do it? And I says, well, I think I can. And he says, well, maybe we'll see what we're doing wrong. I just pulled it ahead a few feet, put it right back up in the hole, and he put it on. He says, I got to go back. Can you do that again? He gave me $20 for it. <laughs> I, I was probably, oh, I think I'd have been close to the 21. I, and uh, I started, well, my birthday here is in a couple months, and I'll be, well, it's this month couple weeks I'll be 71 and uh, Dwayne West was at me out there one day and he said I checked into it and he says you're old enough and I can get you on my insurance would you like to drive a truck that's every boy's dream in a way and you know a lot of people so I made mean, he had a 72 Kenworth with a, a 4 before air in it we made a couple trips to Des Moines. He says, you do great. And we got back to his yard. And he says, take that truck practice. We'll go get your license tomorrow. And 
I thought, I don't know what I'm practicing for. Crawled up in there and I looked down and, and I whistled and I can still see Dwayne to this day. He turned around and he had this little walk when he was walking out because he just lived a half block away from where he parked his tracks. And I whistled at him, he turned around and came back, so what's the matter? And I said, this thing's got two sticks, what do you do with these? <laughs> And he told me that when I went to get my license, Iowa, you had to drive for And I went around and did everything. And, and the funny thing about it was the officer got up in there and Dwayne says, make sure you put your seatbelt on. This guy will flip you for that. And they basically looked at your tires, uh, checked all your lights. That was basically their inspection with you. And we took off to drive, and I made two shifts, and he says, two sticks? And I said, yes, sir. And I said, not everybody can drive one of these things. All I did was drive around the block, park the truck back again, and he says, if you can shift two, if he says, if you can run two sticks, you got your license, boy. That's how we started. <laughs> it has been good. I've been married to the same lady since 1974. We got married in August. Okay. A 74, and and she's been my rock, and she she always says that, uh, uh, I always tease her, you know, you know, we've been married 48 years almost, and, and I'm still in training because she says I'm a slow learner, and I haven't learned a damn thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got two sons, both of them are, well, one's a, a teacher and a coach out of Maryville, Missouri, down there. And uh, he's got several state championship rings for their high school. He's the head offensive coordinator for them. Okay. And he had uh, both of his boys just graduate. Well, the last one graduated last year, a year ago. And uh, he didn't play like his brother. His brother... He played for Northwest Missouri State, but when they took over and went and started with a whole new offense, he ran 1,400 yards two years in a row and helped win when he was a junior the state championship in, Mar- in Missouri. And uh, he, in his attire, he never fumbled the football. And he wants to be a coach and all this stuff just like his dad, work with him. Mm-hmm. He likes to work with kids. So right now, he has enough credits. He said, I already told him. He says, since I don't really run with the ball, nothing like that. And they said that how they were changing their program. He says, I got enough credits. I can. He's been working ahead. I can graduate next year. And during the middle end, I want to start to teaching. He's umpiring games. The proud father today has slowed down a bit, as noted in Matt Cole's profile of owner-operator Hodgson that you can find at overdriveonline.com. His current status, though, follows a career in which, well, he did a little bit of everything in Texas. I've actually, well, we did grain. I've hauled livestock. You know, that was the thing back then a lot. Uh, I went from that after about seven years. Why? Well, it's when everything went to 55 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> I had a bunch of tickets that were 70 mile an hour. <laughs> well, 72. <laughs> and, and they put me on a, you know, if you if you get a ticket, you could lose your license. And uh, Dwayne said, well, he says, I can change insurance companies. And I said, no, you're not doing that. I said, I could get a ticket tomorrow. And so I went to work for a bigger company and started hauling meat. 
one of the first few loads there I took off. And I hauled some swinging meat. That was kind of like hauling cattle. I thought there, if you did it just right, you can set swing of meat up there, go around a curve. You don't do it real fast. I mean, you use your head. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> then I went back to hauling grain for a little bit, and then I went back to hauling meat. Uh, I hauled for another company that we hauled a lot of stuff for Kawasaki Motors. Okay. And then, oh, well, when I was hauling meat, one of the loads that I really, <laughs> i that's one that you really think of, is I loaded in Cactus, Texas. And I had one stop and another stop out in Long Island. And I got where they wanted me to go to with my second stop. I made it on time, and they were worried about me making it. I thought, no big deal. I got there, and I said, I think somebody gave me bad instructions because I'm looking at... Uh, a big gate right here and it's going out here to a country club and he goes nope you're at the right place we'll be out we'll watch you go underneath it there's plenty of room we had the stuff on what i had on were the stakes for ronald reagan's when he was being nominated for the presidency <clears throat> and that his meal was that night <laughs> we walked them all out the back of the trailer and then they said we're gonna eat and went inside and said, have a steak. And you're sitting there looking at all these people with suits and ties, everything on. We're all sweaty and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and who cares? And I hauled that. I used to go to the Northeast and we would haul pharmaceutical drugs, stuff like that. They, we had to go, I had to go through a little thing and, and, uh, to get qualified or however you want to say it. I used to haul a lot of drugs, pharmaceutical stuff. They would take my trailer, go load and come back. You never knew what you had on. They had you an envelope. You went where it's at. <laughs> you were escorted a lot of times. And, and uh, me and the other guy got to, I, well, <laughs> the one that really got me was got to San Diego, get there as fast as you can. I got asked to slow up because my truck was kind of fat. And got out there, and a four-star general sitting there with that, and I thought, well, we're bouncing a lot. There ain't much of anything back there. I had one pair of general's boots on. That just tells you. So I've hauled that. The Dectronic products, uh, if you ever pay attention to baseball, when uh, uh, Cubs redid their stadium completely there, and they put up the the new, uh, I want to say, oh, they put up a, a new jumbotron uh-huh. and the people across the street were mad there because that was the people that the skybox well they really had the skyboxes where he had little bleachers and everything up there and they could see that right and <laughs> i hauled both loads that made that jumbotron for it oh, wow. i still got it on my phone there where it lifted it shows it lifted it over and inside right there at wrigley field and that was that was one you name it, I've hauled it. I hauled slot machines out of Reno, Nevada there for quite a while until a company come in and cut the rates, and then they wanted to, to haul for them, and that's when I, well, I went owner-operator. Anyway, I hauled slot machines, and I went back to hauling meat when I was doing that, and it was on my own. It's been good to me and my family. Yeah. Owner-operator Glenn Horak is unique among the three finalists for the Owner-Operator of the Year Award in that this is his fifth time being nominated and making it to the final three. His trucking origin story follows time in the Marine Corps in the late 1970s 
in the early 80s. Well, actually, I got my starting trucking from a friend of mine. He, uh, he was running a trucking company at the time, and I needed a job. I made four trips around the parking lot in his truck and been on my own ever since. Right on. When, uh, what year was that? 1983. You were in the military, in the Marine Corps before that? Yes. Okay. Did you have any driving experience in the in the military? No. Okay. I, I drove a trash truck be, before that for a little while. All right. And what years were you in the service? Uh, actually, 1977 to 83, but 77 to 79 active. All right. And what did you do between, um, you know, when you got out of active duty? Uh, just miscellaneous odd jobs. Pretty much just pulled a reefer. And uh, that's pretty much all I've done the whole time I've been trucking is pulled a reefer and uh, run a lot of miles. And the last, oh, the last 13 of it, I've been running a team with my wife. And you're still with Prime? Yes. And um, you started with them in? 1992. Okay. And then there was a little bit of a gap there where you left and then came back? Yeah, I left in 95 and came back in 96. How many accident-free miles are you up to now in your career? Uh, I'm not sure exact, but it's over 5 million. Okay. I just got my four million at Prime last month. You know, being with Prime for as long as you have, what is it? Uh, what is it about the company that you know has has kept you coming back to them year after year? They are like a family. They are the best partners I've ever had. I mean, they've got plenty of support programs. You know, if you have issues, they got something that'll help you. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, Pays good. I get all the miles I want most of the time. All those years with Prime haven't been easy, however. Horak harkened back to the 2008 crash when stars aligned for his wife, Carla, to join him over the road, where he's looking ahead to retiring in the years to come. Uh, well, 2008 was probably the worst year in trucking in the recent future, or recent past. And I was financially, I mean, 2008 set me back quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And it just happened that at about the same time, she became without kids. I mean, they'd grown and moved on. And so she was just at home by herself. And we just decided that we'll we'll do this together. Right now, we are running everywhere, predominantly refrigerated freight. We do a lot of pharmaceuticals. And uh, we were doing Canada quite a bit until the, we just passed their mandate. Because she's vaccinated, but I'm not, so I can't go up there right now. I had a heart attack last year and triple bypass surgery, so oh, wow. I'm kind of leery about doing the vaccine. Oh. Uh, well, I was out for five months. And actually, if I'd have been anywhere else, it would have been devastating business prime they bought my truck out from under me okay. because when i had a heart attack and i had some money set back and because we do a like an emergency fund there at prime so i had quite a bit of money in there and plus them buying my truck out 
they gave me enough money to get through it, and uh, we've been good ever since. Did you buy that truck back from them, or are you in something different now? Actually, right now I'm in a loaner truck. Mine was supposed to be in back in uh, October, and it just finally came in last week. Mm-hmm. But they got to prep it and everything, so I'm just not going to pick it up till after uh, the convention in Vegas. Uh, so when I come back from there, it'll be in uh, 22 Peterbilt. Okay, 579 again. Yes. Okay. How long do y'all? Uh, how how long do you and Carla typically stay out at a time when you're when you're out on the road? Usually between six and ten weeks. Depending on, if freight's running good, we stay out. If it slows up a little bit, then we go home. I mean, as long as you're continuously, you know, rolling, you can suck away quite a bit of money because I'm working down toward retirement in about four years. We don't look for for the mileage. We're kind of. Uh, work on revenue that we get percentage and uh we shoot for about ten thousand a week in gross revenue you know you mentioned wanting to retire from driving in about four years um you know do you feel like you're on the right track there and yes well actually i say retire from driving but retire from full-time driving uh my plan is the truck that i'm picking up when i come back to work i'll run it for two years usually trade every two years who push my miles on it mm-hmm. and then the one after that i'm gonna write a check for it and pay cash okay and i will work when i want to after that i know so many people that have you know savings and then they decided they want to do something else with it and they want to to retire they ain't got nothing mm-hmm. just gotta leave it alone Plus, we, like I said, we run hard. We run harder than most drivers out here. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I spend money. <laughs> I spend way too much money, but uh, you know, you, you just got to balance it out. You know, put, set what you need and don't live above your means. I mean, Prime's got a they've got a retirement plan even for their owner operators that's one hundred percent funded by Prime. So. Oh wow. I mean that that'll help. Yeah. But Absolutely. yeah, you gotta you just gotta save for it. I do know he's looking forward to that new truck after the Vegas trip, where owner operators Horak, Gene Houchin, and Alan and Sandy Smith will find out just who's set to take home the big twenty five thousand dollar grand prize with the owner operator of the year award. That's at the TCA's Truckload twenty twenty two conference a little more than a week away. Stay tuned for that news. You can read more about all three of these finalists via Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole's profiles of the business owners at overdriveonline.com slash owneroperator of the year, hyphens between the words and owneroperator of the year. We'll see you next week, heading into the Truckload 2022 event and the Mid-American Trucking Show fast on the heels of it. Find details about Overdrive's Partners in Business session there on Friday, March 25 at 1.45 p.m. local time at the Kentucky Exposition Center in Louisville. Uh, you can find the information at overdriveonline.com slash PIB. We've got a brand new edition of the Partners in Business Owner-Operator Manual set to come out that day. hope you'll give it a look when it goes live. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. 
It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with acoustic guitar and other additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer and trucker songwriter, Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole, who we heard from today, Social Media Coordinator Holly Young, and Executive Editor Alex Lockie. Till next time, keep the pro out there. <laughs>